You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's our first show of the year, the 5th of January 2012. Maybe the last 5th of January ever. I don't think so though, and it's going to be an amazing 2012. Dave Davies out there in Victoria, British Columbia. Happy New Year, brother! And to you as well, sir. It's, uh... Yep, starting off to be a good year, and hopefully it continues on at least until uh, what December twenty first. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when everything stops, everything stops dead. December twenty first, uh, twenty twelve, according to the technologically advanced Mayan peoples, who wrote a calendar <laughs> thirty five hundred years or so ago that runs out. So you know, it was that 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 was like three and a half, like uh, what. A century is a hundred years. What's a thousand years? An eon. That was three and a half eons ago. Um, so, you know, they must know. They must be right. I got some good news to start the year with. And Always a nice for, way to start. Let's go. Yeah, for a news network, I'm telling you, leading with good news is a rare but uh, special thing. And this isn't just news that I feel good about or, or, Dave, that you could feel good about. I think this is news that our entire community can feel great about. Yesterday... We all, collectively, might have saved a life. Todd Tweedy, a uh, social media expert, um, 
based in Minneapolis, sent out a Facebook posting on um, Tuesday night saying that the one disease he could not battle was depression. And then he said goodbye. And then he was gone. Todd is a well-known and well-loved member of the search and social marketing community. And um, when the news spread around, like, like instantly, the Twitter net, the, everyone's Twitter network and Facebook network, Google Plus network, etc., went to work. Now, Todd was found yesterday, or early this morning, I'm sorry, in Wisconsin, alive and well. His wife is traveling to visit him, and almost universally, people are suggesting, saying that it was the extraordinary social media effort that pushed the authorities into finally taking action. Because they weren't, they, weren't, they weren't really going to even take a report until um, 48 hours had passed. But from an uh, incredible social media effort that went, that went so viral that it got picked up, picked up by ABC, Fox News, uh, CBS, CNN, etc. Todd Tweedy has been, is alive and well and uh, reuniting with his family as we speak. And I think, um, you know, everybody in the community who knows Todd or has read his writing or, you know, just seen his handsome smiling mug, um, we could be glad. Dude's alive. So, social media world, search world, thank you so much for joining in the, uh, in the efforts to, to, to protect this brother and to get him back to his family again. Um, we did good. We saved a life. Oh. Might as well end the show there. You can't really top that one. Yeah, I can, actually. <laughs> I can. Um, well, actually, from the really good news to the, well, you know, maybe it's kind of good, but it might be good, but it's probably good. Scott I think Thompson. I know where you're going. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the story I was waiting to follow. All right. And I ain't talking about the Queen of Scotland from, from Kids in the Hall. I'm talking about Scott Thompson, <laughs> former president of PayPal, has been, um, was yesterday uh, named the new CEO at Yahoo. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody behind the big purple desk, hopefully um, someone who um, knows what he's doing. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, Can he do you know, the around Dave or what? Yeah, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I mean, I, I was, I'm more debating, I mean, there's, there's one of, of two reasons uh, in, in my mind that he has come on board. Um, one of these would be um, that he's decided to just end his career, um, and so he's decided that's a great place to do it. Um, or alternatively, um, he's there to see through potential buyouts um and and mergers and and these sorts of things which could very well be the case right that they're that they're bringing him into more um sort of lead through um you know potential sales and 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 acquisitions and and things like that just to make sure that you know the shareholders all can can feel warm and fuzzy knowing that uh that they still should have done it last year <laughs> or, or I guess a couple years ago um, but you know, put somebody at the helm that has a, a great proven track record, knows his stuff, has covered some solid acquisitions, has, you know, dealt with all that sort of stuff. Um, put him at the helm, and then when the decisions are being made, at least the the shareholders and the people who are probably sorely disappointed 
um, with with the circumstances from uh, was it? Yeah, I guess a little over a year ago now. Um, you know, with the with the first uh, offer on on Microsoft's part, at least now maybe they can they can feel a little better with as these decisions are made that these were the best decisions that could be made now. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's all I can really gather. Um, can, you know, can he breathe life back into Yahoo? I, I don't even know that that's what's what's on the table anymore at this point, um, and I don't know know why it would be. So, I mean, who know? I mean, in a weird way, I hope to be shocked and pleasantly surprised. I would love to see Yahoo, um, you know, grow again into into a, a viable entity that that you know <laughs> um, isn't isn't dwindling off and and you know being offered getting offered half what uh, what it was uh, just over a year ago. But uh, I don't see that happening. But uh, yeah, you, know, you, you never know. But I, I would still lead to this as a, a signal that the acquisitions are are going to be coming, and uh, shareholders are going to be paid out, and and hopefully he can negotiate something a little a little better for them. Uh, now I say hopefully, and in some way I hope not hopefully, uh, because it urinized uh, pension plan that's that's one of the people on the on the table to make the purchase. So uh, you know, in a weird way for 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 my own future pensions, I got to hope that he screws up royally and sells it for a quarter of what it's worth. Well, to be honest, right now I'm not so sure that the Canada Pension Plan is um, still in the bidding for Yahoo. I mean, I know it was before, um, and I know it wants those patents. Um, yeah. I know it wants to get get its hands on those patents because that's where the real gold is, and you know that's why you know you and I and 36 million other Canadians are going to retire on a beach in Maui. <laughs> so, so um, you know, so uh, California or you know, or uh, I'm sorry, Hawaii, you got that coming for you. A couple years from now, your state's going to be great because uh, the Canada Pension Plan keeps buying these amazing American assets um, and then, you know, selling them off like a corporate raider would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you make a good point there, Dave. When, uh, when, you, when you say that there's a new CEO at Yahoo, we know that there's a lot of acquisition action happening around Yahoo. Um, for instance, Alibaba, we know that Jack Ma, the CEO of Alibaba, which is a Yahoo subsidiary working in China, wants to buy it outright from, from Yahoo, get separate itself from the ball and chain back in uh, Sunnyvale, and you know, start making some, some real one. Um, but nothing can move forward unless there's a dedicated, you know, focused CEO at the helm to, you know, make these real decisions. And, uh, you know, maybe Scott Thompson's the man. I really hope so. I have a... I'm with you. I have a hard time seeing Yahoo emerge from... I don't even know what to call it. It's not even... It's it's, it's beyond a mess. But emerge from this this really chaotic two-year... two or or three-year period it's been in and find something to do with the technologies it has, something to do with the massive content network it has. And it's funny, we were, um, we were talking about Tom Craver just before the show. Uh, he and I were bantering back and forth on Facebook the other day. Um, I guess, to paraphrase all of it, uh, Yahoo's, uh, we, we agreed that Yahoo is worth far more in pieces than it is as a whole. What do you, yeah. what do you think about that? Um, well, I think... Uh, that's entirely the case. I mean, if you if you look at a, a situation where because it's so varied, um, each piece is worth to a to a specific party a lot more than than all of it. I mean, it'd be like um, you know me purchasing a, an entire you know convenience store, for example. Well, certain parts of that convenience store would be valuable to me. The the things that I would use, the milk, right? The things that I would use. Other parts of it. 
um, you know, the, the cigarettes and, and this and that, would it be of, of no value? So what would I pay for the whole thing? A lot less than somebody who wants each individual item um, would be willing to pay. So yeah, if, I mean, I think we we chatted about this when uh, when we were chatting first about the Canada Pension Plan purchasing it, Microsoft purchasing it, uh, well, as, as you know, as, as, a, as a joint uh, a joint cooperation. Um, and, and I think that's a big part of what the sale would be. Of course, any party is going to want to grab the whole thing because I think there's a lot of money to be made if, if Yahoo's just willing to go to heck with it, I'm out of here, um, and, and sell the entire thing. I think there's a lot of money to be made by then taking the entire property, divvying it up, and then selling the individual pieces off to parties that would want them, parties that would want um, the search patents, parties that would want the content network, parties that would want, you know, if you can just hit each party with the thing that they want, you, you could stand to make quite a bit of money. Um, if you just bought the whole thing and, and divided it up. Now, is that the route they'll go? I doubt it. Um, if I was Yahoo, that's I would do the dividing up on my end. <laughs> uh, and then and then keep the parts that, uh, that could potentially still remain profitable. I think that may be one of the big stumbling blocks is they may end up holding back a little bit on their, I mean, everything has a price, right? But holding back a little bit on their patents and going, this is the thing. This is that thing that you all want. Um and, and sort of holding back and, and putting a higher value on those because, you know, they're, they're what some of the main engines are going to want. And if you had the patents, then you control the, much of the rest of their network um, of things, right? I mean, without the patents, you can't do half the technology pieces, <laughs> right? So you'd have to sell each of the pieces with the patents or sell just the patents or, or you know, one at a time or, or whatnot. But it's going to be a really, really interesting show. Um, you know, as from the sidelines, I know there's a, a lot of lives that are going to be, you know, There'll be a lot oh, of deeply, uh, champagne bottles popping, and yeah, a lot of people really devastated. No matter what um, goes through here, and so it's it's unfortunate to watch, but from the sidelines, um, it's it's going to be a really really interesting show to watch and and see oh, how things ex- progress. One of the most entertaining uh, stories in modern business is is Yahoo. You know, honestly, I, I, I know this is going to sound facetious, but you know what I think should really happen. <laughs> What's I think that? that we should we should get Michael Gray and Aaron Wall together and just have them figure <laughs> for Yahoo because between those two brains, one of the I mean two those two could figure out what to do with this thing. And I I I, I bring that in as a segue because Aaron made a really remarkable discovery earlier this week. He caught Google breaking its own rules. <laughs> you know, Google went out and you know purchased links to uh, promote uh, its Chrome browser over the Christmas mm-hmm. break. Propelling Chrome to the top of uh, Google's search listings when one's looking for a web browser. Well, leave it to the SEO community, especially a guy like Aaron Wall, who gets offended by all things hypocritical. And, uh, like, Aaron sees hypocrisy, and he's all over it, right? Like, he yeah. just, it just irks him somehow. And so he caught Google absolutely, you know, the left hand doing exactly what the right hand said don't do, uh, wrote about it. And so... And I'll, you know, I'll give this for, I, I'm going to give this to Google, man. You know what Google did? Penalized itself. Yeah. Google applied its own rules against the web spam team, applied its rules against the market, its own rules against its own marketing team. And, um, you know, I yell at Google frequently, but I got to tell you, good job, Google. Like, you know, if, if the law is the law is the law and it applies equally, it's got to apply to them too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh come on! I'm being what? Am I being idealistic here? I'm just Mr. Pollyanna Jim or something? You know, no. I, it, it's uh, good for you uh, for for pointing out what could very well be the case. 
Um, I tend to lean more towards the they had no choice. If they hadn't been caught, except internally, they'd probably have kept doing it. I mean, how many affiliate marketers do you think would love to be able to launch websites, paid links, do all the crap and go, oops, sorry, and then get one little portion of their website downgraded, right? (laughs) Nope, but that's not how it happens in the real world. Um, and so they're, yeah, they're applying their own rules. Um, and I mean, some might argue that they are, and, and they could probably reasonably argue that, yep, they're applying their real rules because their site's so strong that it wouldn't take a penalty and cascade it through, through the entire thing. But I, I think to say that nobody else there knew what was going on, I, I, I don't know. I think this is more of a case of they got caught and in order to kind of save face, um, you know, they need to, you know, apply their own rules because they have to, not because they want to, not because this is the great don't be evil troop. Um, now, do I have a problem with what they were doing? I have a problem with the hypocrisy. I don't really have a problem with what they were doing per se. I mean, if the fact of the matter is Chrome's a, a fine browser, um, you know, and, and, and if anybody else had done it, I'd go, yeah, sure. You know, good for you. Um, you know, except that you just took a penalty for it. <laughs> but other than that part, um, you know, if it was your own site and you were you were an affiliate marketer or whatever, hey, go to town. I have no judgments in in this category of things. But um, you know, I, I mean, to say that they did the the altruistic thing, had it not been caught and somebody oh. on the web team had just heard about it, do you think they really would have downgraded it? Well, I don't know. I'm not going. I'm not going for them doing the altruistic thing necessarily. But again, they were caught out in the open. Expo- yeah, it's going to be exposed. And you know, they did what you know has become known in, in in the marketing world as they ate they ate the Tylenol pill. Remember years yeah. ago when uh, when Tylenol pulled all their pills off the shelf because two bottles in New York State were or sorry in California were were uh, poisoned. Yeah. So they pulled everything off the shelves around the world, universally done. That's the Tylenol pill, and that's what I mean. That's that's what happens when you when you say, "Yeah, we made a mistake, we screwed up," and very transparently, here's what we're doing about it. Um, and I got you know I got to give them credit for that. They did that. Now I know we got to go to break in a couple seconds, and before we do, um, before we do, I want to get one more story in. Um, this one is this one is a fun one. This is out of uh, today's Web Pro News, and. Uh, it's a fun story because bad people are getting their comeuppance, but unfortunately, something really awful had to happen to make the story in the first place. So, Dave, you know I'm a hockey fanatic. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I live for hockey. And um, once a year, the NHL stages an outdoor game. It's called the Winter Classic. Um, they take over a football stadium, put down a sheet of ice, get two teams to play hockey in, like, super freezing temperatures. This time, the game took place in Philadelphia and was a game versus the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Rangers. And, um, well, several guys in uh, Philadelphia Flyers jerseys um, took it upon themselves to beat the snot out of a couple guys in uh, New York Rangers jerseys. Uh. Now, that's not cool. That, why that happens around sporting events, um, you know, is anybody's guess. That's, that's, that's for sociologists, not for marketers. But it happened. But what happened after that makes this almost fun because one of the people, an Edward Neary, goes on Facebook to brag about how this happened. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Hockey Blog 
Broad Street Hockey posts a link to the to a newspaper story about the violence, and uh, on that on the uh, Broad Street Hockey's Broad Street Hockey blog's Facebook page, Edward Neary replies, and I'm quoting: "It was me and my friends do something about it, you faggots." F-A-G-I-T-S. Um, so Mr. Neary is not only, like, violent, but he can't spell. Anyway, so Neary comes out on Facebook and says, yeah, I beat the snot out of these guys. I committed a criminal assault. Later, when people start pointing out to him, dude, you're on Facebook. What, what are you, stupid? He goes on to threaten them and then goes on to expose Stephen Michael Mugga and Jason Baranowski. Two of his accomplices, according to uh, two of his alleged accomplices, according to Mr. Neary. Oh, and also uh, Stephen Michael McCloskey. He was also identified by Edward Neary as one of the people who did this, who committed a great act of violence and then was stupid enough to be friends with Edward Neary, who was stupid enough to put it up on Facebook. Anyway, the um, Philadelphia police um, have had an easy day yesterday. And Mr. Neary, Mr. McCloskey, um, I'm not sure about Baranowski or Mugga, um, they're, uh, well, likely in jail. I'm not sure they're in court or in jail or on the street or whatever, but they're getting screwed up for it. Good. And this is just a reminder to people. Friends, (laughs) it's um, the most public medium in the world. I do not encourage you to break the law. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to follow the law because that's what the social contract says we ought to do. But I'm telling you, if you are going to go off and break the law, don't post it to Facebook, you dorks. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I don't know. I, I do think that the combination of social media and testosterone or social media and alcohol is a, is a great reintroduction of Darwinism into a world that, that doesn't have it to the same degree as it used to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you've got to you got to love all these things. I mean, we remember them during the riots and in, in Vancouver and, and things like that, where uh, where it all just sort of worked itself out because people are idiots. Well, kind um, of itself out. I got to say, the, the 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 punishment people received from Facebook vigilantes um, exceeds the punishment that the province of British Columbia has thus far doled out. And I really wish that BC would get on this because that that's not behave, that's not acceptable. No. You know, but the Facebook community, well, they seem to go to town on those. Uh... No, no, Byron, social contract says we do have to follow the law. The social contract is we live amongst each other. Um, that being a response to the chat room. Okay, yeah, okay, Byron, you may be right there. Okay, you know what? I am not, I can't argue with you over the radio because I'm seeing your responses and, and, and I'm just reading them back. Uh, and, you know, so we're going to take a break here on Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> Jim Edger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beatsock SEO. You're listening to Webcology exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. Um, it's the 5th of January, 2012, and we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, 
CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy to use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. You know, Dave, before we jump back into any stories here on Webcology, here on WebmasterRadio.fm, I wanted to make a note to the University of Victoria. Next time you guys are making up class schedules, schedule your philosophy courses for later in the day. Because I took mine at like 8.30 in the morning first year. And as we can see from the chat, the, uh, from the discussion in the chat room, I absorbed absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, University of Victoria, please do future students a favor. Do do the whole world a favor. Nobody wants to screw up Rousseau quotes, or you know, screw up, screw up, screw up Rousseau. I don't want to screw up Rousseau. He, you know, some of my best friends are Rousseau. Um, <laughs> okay, what else do we got on our talk, brother? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Oh my! Well, I am thinking. Uh, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Now we can summarize uh, through because, of course, it's it's early in the month. I haven't seen any major algorithm or early in the uh, in the year. Haven't seen any major algorithm changes. You know, in the first you know five days um, of the year, it appears that Google's still on their their sort of uh, you know quasi hiatus, so to speak. I think uh, you and I are both. Uh, Seasoned enough to remember the old Florida one that I think put the uh, put a little gun shyness in their uh, updates over the holiday season. Didn't uh, didn't Google just recently promise that we wouldn't be fondled by Panda at all this year? Um, no, not that I know of, and I, I would bet that they are 
not entirely telling the truth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and not not to uh, to belittle their their words there. I have a feeling they, they may say that. I, I haven't heard it, but if they have said it, that'd be a, a lot like uh, Matt Cutt's statement on, um, on the sandbox. There is no sandbox, but there may be algorithmic functions that look and act like one. Well, if it looks and acts like one, it is yeah. one. <laughs> I wasn't speeding officer. The posted limit's too low. Right, <laughs> well, exactly. So, I mean, the, the thing is, I can't see why they would stop in, in doing some tweaks. Yes, it caused a lot of chaos, but overall, um, the, the purpose of it was good. So it would actually, I would view it as a bad thing if they didn't continue to fine-tune it because that would mean any flaws that are still open are going to remain there and, and for Google to ignore them. Um, I, I think would be a, a gross oversight on their part. But if indeed they did say that, then that may be more a case of, hey, well, we, we didn't do that. We, we've tweaked it over here instead. Like they may be doing it outside of that direct algorithm, but just sort of touching up different areas that were maybe negatively uh, impacted or not impacted enough. Not doing it in the pal, uh, Panda um, sort of function set, but you know, well, its you know, purpose is still to address it. As it turns out, we are we're falling back on the webmasterradio.fm chat room, which incidentally, if you're listening to the show live, you really ought to jump into because there's some good discussion going on in here. And I have been corrected. I love sitting corrected by the chat room. Um, apparently, there was going to be no Panda updates for the rest of last year, for 2011. Ah. I think that promise was made uh, December 24th or something, uh, 2011. <laughs> um, you know... <laughs> Okay, what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, well, I, think that's, I think that's totally fair. Well, while we're on the, on the subject, um, you know, of, of things that, you know, closed off last year and, and, and maybe heading forward, do you have any thought? Let's, let's keep Yahoo out of this because there's a, a bunch of question marks up in the air here. Um, as far as what do you see coming as big changes? I mean, Panda was the big algorithmic news um, from 2011. Not by name, you know, we don't have to go, it'll be Koala this year, but what do you you see as, as some of the main um, sort of issues that are still holding up Google? Um, Cutting through the noise of the social media space and finding, like, the ge- the valuable gems in social media. That's the number one thing I think it has to be on Google's agenda when it comes to, um, you know, fixing uh, 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 its search results, given that people are looking for more live-time information. You know what? I think you you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've you know we chatted. We we had the pleasure of having uh, Cindy on there a couple of weeks ago on our on our year in closing, um, and chatting a bit about mobile. Um, but chatting in on um, the area of social now, how big a problem? So I'm going to go to interviewing you just for a second here. Um, how big a problem do you view the the hurdles that they have, knowing that they can't glean <sighs> the same information out of say a Facebook like and who did it. They can't pull that same information. They can't run the same metrics um, well, as they could well, with, say, paid links. Well, they can't. But um, a year in tech is like, I don't know how many years in the mainstream world, okay? A year in tech is like a decade in the real world. So things change that rapidly. We would have been having, I think, a very different conversation. And in fact, we can go back in the archives and prove it. We would have had a very different conversation around January fifth, two thousand eleven, than we're having on January fifth, uh, twenty twelve. So, what do we got? What has Google got in its stable? Well, it has it has Google Plus, and this one, 
Google can't take a fail on Google Plus right now. I, I honestly, I think it, it, this has to succeed, or Google's going to have um, Google will never catch up in the uh, social media race if Google Plus doesn't succeed. Now I say that realizing that anything can happen and anything can turn around really quickly, but for the effort they've thrown into it, and also the credibility factor, yet mm-hmm. another social network attempt abandoned by Google. Like, you know, Orcut and Buzz and Wave, etc. Um, so I'm betting that Google Plus is going to work one way or another. <laughs> it has sort to. of a too big to fail kind of. Uh, well, from, of where Google, from where Google's sitting, it is too big to fail. And I think this is also why we're seeing Google actually coming out and taking the step to move into television commercials about Google and Google products themselves. It's something Google's never had to do. Um, the other the other day, I was talking to uh, to my girlfriend, and she was saying um, she was asking about some of the parties. So, yeah, I guess she'd been you know going back and you know, she she googled me, and uh, you know going back and looking at some of the, the parties that uh, Webmaster Radio had thrown in the past. And um, she's like, "Well, well, Jim, why are these from like two thousand and nine and previous? What about big parties uh, recently?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, sweetie, um, two things: one, Google doesn't need to throw big parties anymore." Um, and two, it's sending the wrong signal in this in this economy. You know, spending you know forty or fifty grand on a big shebang party for one night. The search engines used to throw these fabulous parties, used to throw huge amounts of money into entertaining well us basically, um, the search marketing community because we were their head evangelists. Right. Um, and they needed to get us talking about what a great what great people they were, what, what great technologies they were. I mean, this is why I got my little bit of search engine swag sitting on the shelf above my desk, you know? <laughs> they used to give us great swag, um, which we would honestly declare every time. And uh, they, <laughs> I see that they're not doing that so much anymore, but they are turning to television commercials. They're not trying to appeal to us, their evangelists, because we're not their evangelists anymore. The evangelists are talking about Facebook. The evangelists are talking about Twitter. The evangelists are um, not talking about organic search results as much. So Google has got to go where the energy's going. And there's a uh, there's actually there's a, a question in the chat room from uh, from Byron uh, Donovan. Jim, do you see G Plus trying to integrate with Twitter to attract that information? <sighs> yeah, I see them trying to. Do I see them succeeding? Uh, Technologically, they could easily succeed, yes. Uh, we know that Google um, owns uh, a piece of the Twitter stream that they purchased with the Library of Congress. Um, so I think they have the right to integrate that. The problem is, because I, I remember, what was it, 2009, 2010 maybe? Um, remember when Google was actually showing live-time Twitter results? In the, it happened for like two or three days, and then they cut it right off. Well, yeah, we, um, you and I ended up um, sort of discussing really briefly on our show, it was a number of months ago, I want to say like six or seven months ago, um, when the contract ended between, um, between Google and, and Twitter, um, Google was showing Twitter results in their, in their real-time results. Um, as, as you point out, it was showing in for, for a number of days, and even extended um, past that for, you know, there's sort of a blitz where they were showing it for all sorts of stuff, and then um, they were continuing to show it in there. Um, the contract ended up expiring, um, and, and it wasn't renewed. 
Um, Google did say they do have plans to launch a new, you know, real-time search engine. They just weren't going to engage that. Um, I, at the time, and I, I would still <laughs> stick with this philosophy, is they're going to need Twitter back again. I mean, yes, they're going to obviously be using Google+. Plus. Um, I have a hunch they were waiting to see how they could integrate it in that, you know, it would show both. Right? They, they didn't want to launch in and just have all Twitter, but they can't launch it and say, hey, it's just Google Plus and hey, it is, you know, it, it's a real real-time search because we all know that the market share of Google Plus is not big enough to call it the, the full-scale you know, real-time search. Um, so I, I have a hunch they're going to go back to that. I can't remember where it was, but I heard um, rumors got to be in the last couple weeks I, i'm you know somewhere in the in the holiday sort of haze um of things i did hear a rumor that the discussions are back on but i can't really confirm oh. or deny it it was just one of those things in passing that, that i had read so whether it's real or not um i won't confirm now but um with that question by next week i will uh, i will have looked into it further and, and be able to answer that a little more thoroughly because i am interested in it it just was one of those things that you pass on the internet and go, okay, but this isn't what I'm looking for right now and, and move along. You know, I, I remember the, I think it was SES Chicago 2009. I'm pretty sure it was 09. And uh, Ray Hoffman, uh, uh, Dave Nader, and I were having breakfast. This is the day that Google had just allowed, um, this is the day that Google had just allowed uh, uh, Twitter results into their live stream. And so, you know, we have our laptops in front of us and, uh, <laughs> we're starting. We're starting to insult each other live on Google <laughs> through Twitter. It was oh. one of the. It was one of the <laughs> silliest mornings ever. We're all looking at each other, going, "Okay, no one tell anybody about this ever." So, uh, Ray, uh, Dave, uh, sorry, <laughs> I just told everyone about this, but it was worth it because God, that was fun, and we all correctly predicted this is this valve is getting shut off like right soon. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I actually, it was during that time, and I was actually, like you, I was sitting on the phone, but it was with a client, um, and I was basically asking him, what, what, what do you want to rank for? And boom, and then, and then I just, you know, put it in there. <laughs> Bing, and then all of a sudden it would appear, and it's like, oh, there, there's your name and, and you know, a, a major phrase, and uh, do you want to rank for, like, SEO? We're not SEOs, I know, but do you want to rank for it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, like you, it was just like, okay, this is just like, you know, it, it's an accident waiting to happen. I mean, you, you couldn't see it and think, hey, this is going to last. I mean, even the real information that was coming through, quote unquote real, um, even it was just pure spam. <laughs> like, or at least nine tenths of it was stuff that was geared towards, um, you know, gaming that that aspect, even if it wasn't just, you know, I'm saying hi and ranking for SEO to say hello to Jim Hedge, <laughs> even when it wasn't stuff that was just meant for, for fun. Um, you, you could see that it was it was just going to be very, very problematic. But if they can start bleeding in more from different areas, start taking these these mass signals in, you know, followers, networks connected, things like that, I think they could produce a very, very successful real-time engine. And that may be what you were um, alluding to earlier in taking these social signals in. Um, they may be able to use in the growth of their real-time engine they may be able to use its technology uh, to advance their their signal metrics for organic search now what i think we got to do to really but we really got to look at to answer that kind of question is who are the other players involved and i'm not i'm not, I'm not thinking about bing i'm not thinking about uh about um the alpha wolf man or anything sorry wolf ram alpha um the Alpha Wolf. I'd love. Uh, seriously, <laughs> I, why didn't Google call themselves that? <laughs> We'd have so much more fun. Um, 
uh, I'm, I'm thinking about things like Foursquare. And I mean, I you know my feelings of Foursquare. I'm not a big Foursquare fan, but I really see how it, how it, I really see how people find value in it. I do see that, and I see that people use it. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook has this has its Facebook check in. Now, yeah. uh, the, I can't remember the name. There's got to be a dozen different applications you can get for your iPhone or your BlackBerry or your Android that shows you other singles in a bar who have the same application on their cell phone. So it's sort of like, you know, um, uh, plenty of fish or a, uh, you know, insto social dating on your, uh, an insto social dating app or a hookup app on your phone. These are mm-hmm. all things that users want. Users want reviews. Users want other users to point stuff out for them. Search used to be about <laughs> discovery. Now it's about people telling you stuff. Right? <laughs> and, that's where, and that's where Google's got to go in trying to prepare for its future. See, it's it's funny. Now I, I'm laughing because you mentioned dating, and then you're talking reviews. I'm like, oh, that's just great. So you've got singles in bars whose exes have reviewed. <laughs> Not a great uh, necessarily oh, combination of events, but oh come uh, on, you know it's only a matter of time. There's going to be a whole <laughs> ranking system, a length system. It's the verification that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you're right. I mean, users do want that. I mean, it's it's sort of the same as asking our friends. Um, and you know what? I've fallen fallen to it as well. And credit um, to Google, where credit is due, um, is in the area of Google Plus. And I mean, you've searched, logged in. I've searched, logged in. I'm s- sorry, analytics watchers. It it happens. I try not to, but it happens sometimes. Where I'll be coming through is not provided or not set, depending on your analytics. Um, yeah, you know, anyway, you where. You give better sorry? analytic. You give way better analytic information when you search drunk, don't you? I'm sorry, <laughs> I just throw that in. Um, but what I what I am seeing, and I'm sure you are too. And if we can incorporate this for more social networks, that'd be even better. Is that um, when I run a search, all, almost always, if it relates to to internet marketing or or even marketing in general, somebody in my networks has liked it. So I'll start to see those, you know, faces below the the results and, you know, so-and-so, you know, you've shown up a number of times, you know, Jim's plus one this, right, sort of thing. Um, and, and that is exactly the kind of information. Already I'm starting to use it, and, and I'm not a big um, Google Plus fanboy at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a fine thing, but... You know, it's a fine thing among, you know, many fine things, some of which, you know, arguably are better. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, the, the, the Bing search engine. Yup, it's an incredible search engine, but it's in the presence of a better search engine. So, you know, there you are. Um, anyway, but already starting to see those things, that is a big perk. And if it can be blown up through this year, uh, and if Google is, is willing to incorporate other metrics in and, and starting to pull those um, you know, likes and, and mentions from other social networks. I think that could be a huge boost um, for click-through rates for, for some of the top sites. Now, of course, as an SEO, you go, how can I game this? But um, it, it's a much more difficult thing to game because you have to get you in front of people that would also be friends with those people. I mean, it becomes a very complicated and almost real thing. It becomes more traditional marketing. I need to get in front of the people that he's going to ask uh, for, for some advice on. So... Well, it's um, funny how things go full circle, eh? Everything old is new again. And, um, I mean, this is the stuff that our predecessors who didn't have search engines to work with had to do. They had to predict who's going to be watching this commercial and why. How are they going to react to this and why? 
um, who's going to be reading this newspaper and how many of them will turn to page C8 to see the ad um, that's placed in there. You know, there's a whole bunch of um, calculations, very, very few of which were easy to, to measure, you know, to, to see results from um, that, 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 that marketers had to, had to calculate in their minds before doing any sort of ad spend in the pre-internet days. And sometimes I feel like we're almost going back to that sort of reality where, except that we have digitally verifiable analytics now to, to, to back up our assumptions. Um, you know, I have to, when I get a Twitter campaign going or a Facebook uh, campaign going, I actually, I'm studying the networks of people who are part of this campaign to figure out, well, you know, I've seen this group react, but I've never seen this group react. So let's throw more energy over to the former, not the latter, you know? Right. And, you know, sometimes I think in the, in the marketing world, we're, uh, it's getting harder and harder and harder um, by the day. But let's face it. It actually got – I don't think marketing is getting any harder. It just got a hell of a lot easier for a while. <laughs> now we're going – now it's getting much more complicated again. Well, there there was a long period of time there, and and I you know I loved it, <laughs> um, but where you just needed to think like a machine and it worked, um, like where you now all of a sudden we're having to think more and more like people again, be it be you know because um, or or be it because you know stick time and and page load time and things like that are are having an influence on on rankings, and so you need to think like that person who's going to click that link and and make sure it's going to going to work out the way they want it to. Um, yeah, it is a bit pesky because people are are not math. <laughs> I mean, you know, different people and, and different people react differently. It was nice when it was here's your algorithm go nuts and and you know whether you're an seo or whether you have a little bed and breakfast in in the middle of nowhere um or, you know or some casino site out of vegas or or nigeria it's the same thing right like it's it's an algorithm it's math it's the same math for you as me right sort of sort of thing now it, it gets a little more uh, a little more elaborate and um as a marketer um i think it's a better world as an organic seo it's it's a bit of a uh, you know it's a it's made it a lot more difficult at the same time and I think you and I can agree if it was always the way it was in two thousand two yeah our jobs would be super easy um, you know but everyone but would do them everyone would do it and we'd be bored stiff at this point okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what I want I I've got to break in here because I'm getting signaled from studio we've gone way over time without taking a break so we got to do that really quickly. But we got another uh, 10, maybe 15 coming back after the break. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Andrew, Digital Always Media, and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. I'm talking as fast as I can so we can get the break in, and we'll be back after it's done. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. As you know, being an expert at f- 
What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on... Wow. On webmasterradio.fm, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And I just said wow because a uh, link was sent through the uh, chat room. And as I was just bringing us back into the last segment here on Webcology, up came on my screen from PC Magazine a quote from Vint Cerf reading, Internet access, not a human right. Now, apparently in today's New York Times, which I haven't gotten to yet, uh, Vint Cerf wrote a op-ed piece stating that unlike freedom of speech and access to information, unlike freedom of speech um, and access to information, internet access is not a human right. Technology is an enabler of rights, not a right itself, says Cerf. I guess that makes sense, but you know, if you if you want to participate in the modern age, if you want to, you know, be even even remotely economically. Um, prepared, or I'm sorry, prepared for the new economy. You gotta have access to the web. Would you? Would you? I mean, think of what's happening in, in, in our world right now, Dave. Would you agree with that? I mean, if you want to be, if you want to work in the real world, you gotta be. You gotta have access to the web. Um, I would agree that to exist in our economy, um, in in the real world, uh, you know, as sort of as as it exists today, uh, it would be a significant advantage. Maybe, maybe not a requirement per se. I mean, there, there are segments. We're very internet centric, of course, because we're internet marketers. Um, but you know, I mean, my grandmother has it, but she checks email and she'd use the phone if she didn't have it. <laughs> I mean, and and she can exist well in the economy. My, you know, it, it, it certainly. I, I agree with Vince's statement. It is a strong enabler um, of information, or, or, or maybe it was yours um, that it enables that information to pass. But it, in and of itself, is not the right as long as I have another means of of getting that information. I mean, I, I think human rights can be extended to to certain degrees. But um, you know, as as Canadians, for for example, we would consider um, you know healthcare just a a, a basic. It's just a basic human right, as far as we're concerned, right? In in, in our nation, there are nations no, where that is. It's a privilege. Would you consider? Oh, okay, then you then you're one of the few who doesn't consider it their inalienable right <laughs> to uh, um, to 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 have this sort of thing. Um, no, it's, it's a privilege we all guard jealously. Like like no Canadian wants to see universal health care go away ever. Like, or at least very few of us do. But I wouldn't call it a right. It's a gr- it's the grand one of the grandest privileges of citizenry, though. See now, and, and there I go, 
and where I can disagree, and this is from for our listeners who are who are south of the forty ninth parallel. This is from a very Canadian standpoint. But from my standpoint, if we're going to look at two things and make one of them a a human right, I will put healthcare over internet access. I mean, if I have a broken leg, I don't care to look up really quickly. Um, how I can set my broken leg. What I want to do is get to a doctor who will just do it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, so, yeah, of these two, I think it's it's an order of priorities, and it's a lot like a hierarchy of needs. And, and Internet access, yes, it's fairly high on that hierarchy, but it's not the, the top pinnacle point. And I would put things like food and shelter, these, you know, and safety, these are our core human rights. And I think that's what needs to be protected. They are. Um, yeah, well, I think we just to- like to grab more and more stuff. Had, Maz, had Maslov actually existed in this age, he might have said differently, but he'd have said so via, have said so via Twitter, so he'd have only had, like, you know, two things that people really need. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Screw the other ones. That's what Maslov says. Facebook and Twitter. Okay, we're down to our last couple of minutes. This has been a fun show. I've, I haven't had this much fun since uh, two weeks ago when we did the show. Um <laughs> Okay, Dave. Last topic is yours. What are we? Uh, what are we doing? Um, well, I think it'd probably be a. You know, I mean, it's tough to beat the the argument over whether internet access is a human right or not. Um, so I think just uh, let's take just a, a brief second. One word, maybe two words. I think yours is social media. Uh, my word for for twenty twelve is going to be integration. Uh, there's a there's a great article over at Search Engine Watch by uh, your friend of mine, Greg, on on video, um, and, and we didn't really touch on that as a thing for twenty twelve. I watch my kids surf, and I mean, you know, I, I go to video for very specific stuff um, but they just go there to find stuff um, and so the integration of, of video mobile all of these sorts of things in there and then of course uh, Google's launched uh, you know late last year um, you know the the Samsung Nexus Galaxy or Galaxy Nexus and um, you know so so that further integration now of, of hardware into operating systems into uh, Dude, you know, you know what? into the equation. I want to I want to take what I said earlier back and go with you. You're right. The word of 2012 is integration. You're abs- you're you're dead on with that. Absolutely right. Perfect. Well, um, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. We're 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 in absolute agreement on this. First show of the year, and you and I are agreeing. I promise all of our listeners, it probably won't happen again. <laughs> oh, I think it will. Screw you. <laughs> Okay, you know what? We've done it. We've uh, we've gone through a whole hour, and uh, you know, before we go, I want to I want to note something. Um, over the holidays, Brasco, Sir Brasco, Sir Johnny Brasco, dude in the booth, took the time to put the. Uh, you remember our first show, the alternative, like whenever the hell years back that was. <laughs> yes, I do. The entire archive. Of the alternative and also the pulse with uh, the extraordinary Barry Schwartz. All those shows are up online now, up at the Webmaster Radio Archives. And, um, you know, I, I urge people go check out some history and check out the pulse with, uh, you know, Barry Schwartz and uh, uh, Todd Malakop was on the, on the pulse, I believe, and, and a few others. But I just want to say thanks, Brasco. That's, that's, uh, Really cool of you, brother. It's nice to see those, or nice to hear those old shows again. And so anyway, anyway, friends, I think Webmaster Radio's archives are now entirely flushed out. And um, everything we've ever produced over the, what, seven years we've been around now? Yep. Up online. And I think that's extraordinary. And it's free. Free. Favorite four-letter F word. Free. 
<laughs> Second favorite four-letter F word. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, I just want to get right. that note out there, Dave. We've done some phenomenal shows together. I look forward to the. I look forward to 2012, and uh, I'll talk to you next week, brother. Look forward to it. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned, friends. we got some amazing stuff coming up on the network, and we'll be back to talk to you next week.